So, Wolaland, I want to start with this this morning because we told you last week about a pretty wild moment that went down in Carmel. Uh, Senator Todd Young was there for the swearing-in ceremony of Carmel's newly elected officials. And while he was standing there up at the podium speaking, uh, delivering his remarks, he was interrupted by pro-Palestine protesters. Take a listen. One day, she used to tell me that one day she would be on ESPN. This was a time when few women were on the network. Her name was Sage Steele. Sage Steele became a sports center anchor in 2007. A few years before me, a young man graduated from Carmel. And let me tell you, he handled what happened like a boss. But to find out what was going through his mind, we have invited the senator to join us right now. So with that, good morning, Senator Young. Well, good morning, Kayla. Good to be with you. I'm so glad you're here um, because this heckling uh, went on for what felt like when I was watching it initially, Senator. I felt like an eternity. I can't imagine what it felt like for you up there on stage. Yeah, a really long time. But you know what? Like I said, you handled it like a boss. You stood there on the podium. You kind of stared these folks down. You at one point were chanting Carmel with the rest of the crowd. You responded with, did I mention Carmel has amazing police officers? But I got to ask, I mean, what? on earth was going through your mind during all of that? Well, you know, honestly, the first thing that was going through my mind is I was invited there for an inauguration. It was supposed to be a celebration of the city of Carmel, their election process, and the fact that they had new people coming in and were going to get sworn in that night. So I was disappointed immediately that that was being distracted from. But with that said, uh, I was trying to balance two things. One is freedom of speech, something that, you know, is important to all of us. But the other is is knowing that there's a time and place mm-hmm. uh, for the courtesy of, of giving your opinion. And this was not the time or the place to talk about the Israel-Palestine issue. And, and so I've been very uh, vocal about the fact that we need to stand with Israel. They're an ally. They're the only democracy in the Middle East. And Hamas is a terrorist group. Mm-hmm. I don't think so many of our young people, which is what this uh, was a group of, they're watching TikTok. Yep. They don't understand that Hamas is a terrorist group. And most Palestinians are indeed peace-loving people. They need to be protected. But it's a war. And um, it's going to be – we're going to be unable to uh, ensure that the Israelis can protect every last Palestinian as they try and get rid of the terrorists. It's, it's a horrible reality. But what is more horrible – is, is the idea of keeping Hamas around so they can continue these terror activities. Something else I want to talk about while I have you is Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, because it was disclosed earlier this week that um, Defense Secretary Austin was diagnosed with prostate cancer and, and undergoing treatment for it. And while in the hospital, he actually told the White House and others that he was, you know, quote, working from home. Senator, what is or can be done about this? Because it's clearly not okay that the White House was not informed that the secretary was in the hospital and undergoing surgery and not, in fact, working from home. Yeah, this is a time of war, and he is in the chain of command with the president of the United States. If, God forbid, a 9-11 or a Pearl Harbor-like scenario would have occurred when Lloyd Austin was not working from home, instead undergoing some sort of local surgery uh, in the hospital, then, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to contemplate what that would look like. Um, Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, has a responsibility at all times 
to keep his chain of command notified about where he is and his ability to carry out his duties. This is really bad stuff. The uh, Biden administration has now a track record of not holding individuals like individual leaders accountable for failures, whether it's the Chinese spy balloon debacle or the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. You know, the captain of a ship has to go down with the ship. It sends, uh, it's, it's, it's about creating the right command climate where there's accountability. And in the absence of that, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. In the absence of that sort of accountability, the only thing we are left with is for the American people to hold the president accountable. Mm-hmm. The administration still, however, owes the American people more answers about why this happened and reassurance that it'll never happen again. Yeah, allegedly the White House is, quote, looking into it. Yeah, we'll read about it in a Bob Woodward book. Years, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> years later. Exactly. In other news, uh, Senator, and just while I have you, because we're already running out of time, but where are things at in terms of border negotiations. I know Senate Republicans have been trying to work with Democrats, um, trying to get them to agree to a lot of policy changes along the southern border. Has there been any movement, uh, any luck for Senate Republicans? Yeah, we are making some progress. I just talked to James Langford uh, yesterday. Uh, This is still a crisis, though. Let's not, you know, until we get uh, any sort of negotiation complete, it's still a crisis. Um, There are a couple of, of, of things that are still uh, to be resolved before we can come to terms and, and I think get some conservative support. And I'm open to considering a package if if they can get some changes to the asylum system. Mm-hmm. That is, if someone is, is claiming that they are fleeing a country because of violence or, or political, um, you know, intimidation or, or what have you. We, ha- we have laws for that, but there's a process. So we, we need to increase the standards so it's not easy uh, to gain entry through asylum. And then we need to place a cap, just a hard cap on humanitarian parole. Uh, that allows, for humanitarian purposes, uh, the president to kind of wave people in, just to really uh, tighten the issue. And we've got to stop waving so many folks yeah. in. Uh, we really need to put a stop on it. Uh, but uh, the Democrats know that we are talking, you know, we're, we're, we're playing with real bullets, as yeah. they say, and and. Uh, I think we'll end up with a good result. Well, Senator, as always, uh, we enjoy uh, you joining us here on WoWo. I know you've got a lot of work ahead of you. So like I said, thanks for making the time for us here on the show. Thanks, Kayla. Have a good one. Hey, you too. That's Senator Todd Young joining us here on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media.